All right, joining us right now is Andrew Armstrong. He's the Vice President of Marketing for Fujitsu General America. Andrew, how are you? Thank you for calling in this morning. I am doing great, Steve. Great to be on with you and Dan again. It's uh, a pleasure to be on. Well, thank you. And, uh, you know, as uh, we had uh, mentioned earlier in the show that you are a 30-year HVAC industry veteran. That is correct. Hard to believe it's been that long, but I yeah, know, 30 time, years in now. Time seems to fly when you're having fun. <laughs> you it, uh, it absolutely does, and it's a, it's a very fun industry right now. A lot of very cool things happen. Nothing like fire, like you just talked about, but we got some cool stuff happening. <laughs> well, no, yeah, and, you know, thinking about this, you know, we were talking about this earlier in the show, you know, I, regarding we're going to be talking a little bit about how to prevent a multi-generation thermostat war within your household, which I think... Uh, you know, Robin brought up a very good point before, you know, she says, well, how do you avoid it? She says, well, you know, the, the, she, you know, she has some elderly people living with her parents mm-hmm. and well, you know, they go to bed early. So she says, you know, after they go to bed, I just change the thermostat setting. What do uh-huh. you, what no, do you well, think? What do you think about that for a solution? I, I think that's one good one. I've heard of people actually just putting a fake thermostat on the wall and people are changing it and not knowing what's happening. So I love it. If it's really bad, Robin, you can do that. I love it. That's really good. Unfortunately, their memory is not so bad that they remember where the real one is. <laughs> Can't you tell them you moved it? That, well, we just had a new air condition and heating unit put in like uh-huh. two and a half years ago. Uh-huh. So they reinstalled a brand new thermostat. So I'm kind of out of luck on that one. That's amazing. Yeah, that's amazing. Andrew, tell us a little bit about your experience and how we could help prevent these these issues that we're talking about. Well, the first first thing I want to mention is Robin's not alone. This is a growing issue and we're just changing the way we live in this country. There's there's a whole lot of economic forces that are uh, coming together all at one time, starting with, heck, we're living longer. Uh, it's a lot harder to uh, to own a house by yourself, uh, much less uh, take care of mom and dad and the kids going to college. And there's just a lot of expenses to deal with. So we're seeing more and more often, uh, I think about 28, 28 million homes are multi-generational now with uh, two two levels of adults, either boomerang kids coming back or reverse boomerang, the adult parents coming back and living with those baby boomer age kids. And and it's just, you know, people have different needs, people have different wants. And that's the first thing we have to recognize that uh, just because people want a different temperature uh, doesn't mean that they're wrong. It's just that they want different things. And I think... Uh, uh, I, I know in my house, as a kid growing up, I always wondered why mom wore a parka around uh, all, all winter long. Really? Uh, you know, yeah, she'd always have a sweater or two on, and, and the rest of us were in shorts. And uh, the reason is, is, is women are just warmer naturally than men are. Uh, 77 degrees is pretty comfortable for most women. 72 is comfortable for most men. So we start off uh, in, a, in a bad position before we throw in the multi-generational piece because we, uh, we just feel comfortable at different temperatures. So when you throw that, uh, that age in as we get older, we're more sensitive to cold drafts, more, more sensitive to cold temperatures, and, and all of a sudden we got uh, some uh, complications uh, with the family, and, and we, we have solutions to keeping the peace. There's some things we can do uh, to make sure people are comfortable and make sure that we have uh, uh, better strategies to take care of this war. Well, yeah, and I think it's important that, you know, that the people within the home recognize that they're there, that this is an issue that they need to deal with. They just can't keep changing the thermostat setting every time the other one leaves the room or the house and expect them. Well, it'll be okay. They won't know until they come back until all of a sudden, 
you know, you're sitting there and, you know, I had this similar situation. You sit there, all of a sudden you realize like in the summertime, you know, this room is a little more hot than I, I anticipated. Let me go check the thermostat setting and find out somebody else has changed the thermostat. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, and that's, that's one of the first things we can do to make it a little easier on everybody. And, and certainly uh, I, I am always here to brag about the Fujitsu products and the good things we do, but most manufacturers now have some really great solutions around smart thermostats. And what I mean by smart thermostats are thermostats that are uh, uh, transferable to your, your iPhone, transferable to your Android device, uh, able to work with Alexis or Google Home, uh, ways to very quickly adapt the thermostat. So quite often it's exactly what you said. You're sitting in the chair and it's like, oh, God, I'm uncomfortable. I need to go up, change the thermostat, and, and uh, get back more comfortable because somebody changed it to their temperature, not mine. But uh, we have very easy ways now to just sit in your chair, pull up an app on your phone, change your setting, and all of a sudden the house is getting back to where you want it to be. So a uh, much easier way to control and, and uh, certainly a good way to get started. I could see if if all family members have smartphones and apps on their phone, that they're able to adjust the temperature could be an app war. <laughs> well, actually, it'd be zone control with uh, yeah. for everybody that would have an individualized zone for their area. So, you know, if you're uncomfortable, go to your zone. Well, that might be a good idea. You're, you're exiled to your zone. Man. That's right. You have to stay in yeah. that zone. Go chill in don't, your zone. Don't leave. <laughs> That's amazing. Yet again, Dan, the... Uh, the house whisperer comes up with a great idea. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I couldn't agree more. Zoning is such a great solution. And whether it's a ductless solution or ducted, uh, zoning is uh, getting easier and easier to do. The technology's gotten so much better. With a traditional ducted system, uh, your contractor can come out and put in a zoning system. Even if you install that duct system years ago, uh, there's uh, retrofit duct uh, zoning systems. And so you can have that flexibility to uh, relegate everybody to their own zone and, and let them be exactly the temperature they want to be. And, and so often with with that reverse boomerang situation, you've got uh, the top half of the house where the uh, the parents are living most of the time. So zoning off that portion of the house with either a ductless or a ducted system, uh, very quickly you can allow people to be right at the temperature they want to be at and not not be forced into one temperature for the whole house. You know, and, that, and that way the electric bill doesn't go for a roller coaster ride too. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's exactly. right. That's right. You know, Andrew, with a lot of the remodel work that we do, you know, I run into a lot of people who are living in certain areas of the of the Phoenix Metro Center, and they have older homes where it's if we're doing an add-on and it's not possible to actually go and make certain duct changes because of because of the configuration, the way the homes were built, I always let them know that you know a ductless system specifically for that for that area would is the most cost effective thing to do even though you've got you've got a different control now for the new area but you could you know it's probably some, a lot of times the most cost effective way to go instead of trying to you know really get into changing a lot of stuff up in the attic to actually run new line you know supply lines and return lines and all that stuff for existing system plus the existing system might not be able to handle the added square footage so a ductless system for that newer area is the way to go yeah you're so right steve and we talked a little bit about this last time we were together and it's 
it doesn't seem like it's such a big deal to add a little more ductwork to the end of that run, but that system was designed by a professional who knows exactly how to get the right pressure and, and the airflow uh, out of each register. And you add that next section, and all of a sudden, three of your registers before uh, now aren't getting as much air as they were before, and, and those rooms on the end of the duct just aren't comfortable. So you really you really risk adding in a room but not being able to use half of them for uh, the hot hot season of the year. So and causing uh, a complete complete imbalance because you're so far away from the return, it just doesn't get it. You know. Yeah. It's, well, yeah. And the. The, the the additions you're doing are never in the middle of the house, right? It's always uh, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's always. at the far end. Yeah, yeah, of course they're on exactly. the far end. Exactly. And you know, one of the things too, um, you know, I, one of the things I always ask a homeowner when we are going to go in and do an addition, I said, let me ask you a question: Are there any other hot spots in the house that you're dealing with? And, you know, before I even get all the words out of my mouth, their head is shaking. You know, yes, they're a hot spot. They're they're telling me yes, there are other hot spots. Well, at that point, I said, you know, I asked them, I said, would you, in in the process of doing the addition, would you like us to go back and do, you know, um, an audit to go back and see, well, and, and do it, you know, actually a, a heat evaluation to make sure that the home, we find out where these hot spots are and make the adjustments so that by the time we do the add-on, the whole house is now mostly, but let's just say redesigned to be able to not have any hot spots. And most of the time they will say yes because they see the value in it. it. It never ceases to amaze me, Steve. I talk to homeowners who have these gorgeous, gorgeous 4,000 square, square foot homes, and they'll uh, show me a room and say, well, we never go on that one in the summer because it's, it's about 80 degrees and we can't be comfortable in there. And to think of paying what we pay for uh, per square foot on a new home and then to have uh, two, three, 400 square foot chopped off just because it's not comfortable – uh, that just uh, just just seems criminal to me. So I'm so glad you're asking that question because that's the time to fix it. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. All right, uh, Andrew, hang on for a second. We're going to take a short break. We're going to be right back with Andrew Armstrong from Fujitsu right after these messages. Don't go away. Chances are, when it's time to call a service professional, you need someone right away. Who can you call for those electrical problems fast? The answer is Mister Electric a licensed, bonded, and insured company serving the Valley of the Sun since 2000. Some of their residential and commercial services include expert troubleshooting, replacing an outlet, hanging a ceiling fan, or upgrading your electric service, and much more. Rest assured, all work is guaranteed. Call today for your appointment, 480-503-1339. You can find them on the web at phoenixmetro.mrelectric.com. Remember, at Mr. Electric, we have the power to make things better. Sun, rain, and wind. Rightway Roofing knows Arizona and what it can do to your roof. From minor repairs to complete replacement, we've got you covered. Our state-of-the-art materials are designed to stand up to whatever Arizona dishes out. We offer a 15 to 30-year warranty depending on your roof, so you know it's done right. Rightway Roofing. Call or go online now for your free estimate. Rightway Roofing. There's only one way, the right way. Rightway Roofing. In the East Valley, call 480-232-5458. In the West Valley, 602-299-8851. Or go to azroof.com. Hi, I'm John Weisbach, co-host of FYI Network's hit TV show, Tiny House Nation. Now, people all over the country are downsizing, and tiny homes are all the big rage. But remember, even tiny homes need repairs. 
and left unattended, those tiny problems become big problems. Don't let that happen to you. Know what makes your home tick. Listen every week to Image Home Improvement Live, Saturday morning on the Double Wide Network. All right, we are back, and you're listening to Image Home Improvement Live right here on Star Worldwide Networks. And uh, we are joined today by Andrew Armstrong from Fujitsu Corporation. And we want to just uh, continue our discussion talking about the, the, the family thermostat wars that are going on within. Maybe they're going on in your home. And um, it actually, you know, Dan, I could see it becoming like, you know, where we talked about earlier, it could become uh, an interesting game. Yes, it could. But it, it could never end until somebody all of a sudden is going to, like, lose it and turn <laughs> around and say, you know, hey, can this stop? I mean, or, or can, you know, they'll probably stop and what? The problem is a lot of people will turn around and, well, I want it my way. No, I want it my way. You know, of course, they, but how about talking about making a compromise? What a unique concept. Compromise. Compromise, wow. You know, how many people <laughs> will turn around and say, hey, let's compromise on the temperature? <laughs> yeah, see, everybody knows what I'm talking about. It's like, oh, no, I want it my way. Good luck. Yeah, then, good luck. And, th- and that's with a traditional old one or two unit system in a house. And some of the houses I go through, at least here in this area, we have a thing called an underground air return. And you think about all the crud that builds up throughout the years because you vacuum your carpet all the time. But the inside of those returns do not get cleaned very well. So you're breathing some old nasty stuff. So to have the room-by-room cooling and heating system, you know, the zone system, is so much cleaner. You just, you just, you know, it's not even a thought. It's just so much cleaner. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, and one of the things I think also happens is that people will turn around and they will, uh, I don't, you know, even if they, even if they, and they probably, Dan, you know better than this, that they don't understand that doing an energy audit to figure <laughs> out where they're expending most of their energy, which a lot of times in here in Arizona, it's due to the air conditioning. You know, it's, it's a circulation problem as well as, a, a leaky window problem, leaky door problem, you know, all that plays into keeping up. the house cool or keeping the house warm. And a lot of times, what's the next best thing to do? They'll, if they're cold, they'll go to the thermostat, they'll turn it up. And they're not thinking that maybe I need a, a more comprehensive approach to figuring out why the we're picture, having, yeah. we're having these problems. Well, in, in, well, I like this temperature and you know, I like this temperature including, like Robin had said, you know, you've got different different generations of people living in the house. Different genders gen, de, genders and generations. You've got to be able to be able to consider all of them. You know, so, to, Andrew, tell us a little bit about, you know, some of the, the compromises that you've seen based on what Fujitsu can offer the, the you know, the average homeowner. Well, there's, there's so many rich solutions out there, and I think... Uh, um, Steve, you really brought up the big one. It starts with communication, really. And, and you know, maybe we can get lucky and find a, uh, a an agreement for the, the temperature, but talking to your contractor and, and letting him do that energy audit and really finding out what's happening in your home, because if your home was built 20, 30 years ago, that's a very different standard of efficiency in, in insulation and ceiling than what we're doing today as we get more sustainable. So there are opportunities to save a lot of money on your heating air conditioning 
conditioning bill, and certainly upgrading your HVAC system is a great way to do that, and we certainly uh, encourage that. And, and one of the considerations that I think is important at this stage, when you have your parents coming back to live with you, uh, you've been in a mode most likely where nobody's been home all day during the hottest part of the day, and you've had the luxury of letting your setback thermostat t- turn the house up to 80 or 82 degrees, and your cooling load is significantly less. So if you have somebody in your home all day long, all of a sudden your utility bill could be significantly higher. So it's a great time to start thinking about how do we take advantage of zoning? How do we take advantage of 33-seer efficiency with, with some of the ductless products that we build and really reduce that overall uh, uh, cooling and heating load in your home so, so you don't have that, that huge energy bill and it takes a little bit of heat off of the, uh, the family economics at the same time. Yeah, I mean, I think... Again, like I agree, you know, the, the, thinking about the communication, that that will start a whole bunch of different, you know, uh, dialogues. And thinking about one of the things that Andrew you had brought up is the fact that you could actually use, you know, uh, you know, the mini split systems that we were talking about earlier, as well as well, should I take, should I go back and and think about, you know. Uh, using updated, you know, 2018 automation, not just for the thermostat, for a lot of things in the house, you know, as long as it doesn't, you know, you don't have to, like, break the house apart to do it, but it may, because a lot of this stuff is wireless, to be able to go back and and upgrade your house in a way that's going to make it more convenient and easier for you to live. No question about it, Steve. And I know you guys have done a a couple of different shows on home automation, and there's so many great products out there. And uh, thinking about that other generation and having that home automation, if you're you're off at work and uh, uh, mom calls and she's having a problem, the ability to flip open the uh, computer and go and check on on different uh, uh, appliances and different uh, products at home just remotely, there's some real power there and, and some real security at the same time. Yeah, absolutely. Dan, you've, you had the, you know, some of your uh, inspections. I'm sure that you've seen uh, some of the newer thermostats that are out there that exactly what we're talking about, yeah. going back to some probably some ancient ones. Yeah, there's some real ancient ones like the old uh, Honeywell that has the mercury still bobbling back and forth in it, which can I be... I remember those. I used to see them in my house. And when we used I, to play yeah. with the mercury when we were kids. Oh, you now, still, oh that's and, why and, you're the way you are, because yeah, you play right. with mercury. Mercury okay. and lead chips, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Dan, Dan. But what no, are we those, those um, old mercury switches are a toxic hazard now. And here I am. And it, you walk up and see them, and it's like, oh, let's play with it. I thought <laughs> it was the radiation from Palo Verde that did you in, well, and no, then you no. tell me about the mercury. No, that was a curing factor their Palo Verde. Oh, I see. Okay. <laughs> it was a correction. A, he has such a radiating personality. Oh, oh Robin. Oh. oh, my God. Wow. Dave. See, we finally got we got we got her started now too, Andrew. So you know we're all in agreement now. I'm, I'm comic relief. Sorry. Uh, it's okay. But no, well done. It's it's amazing though when you think about it though. Um, and I'm sure in some of the uh, well, tell me you know in some of this the newer homes obviously that are being built with standards of today, do you find uh, a lot of the home builders are taking this into consideration as far as using the updated technology or are they still have, have they, are they still locked a little bit in the past because they don't want to go for the upgraded dollars to make the home? Actually, I think if, if they would use some of the upgraded systems that we're talking about, the homes would sell better and faster. 
Yeah, the the, uh, the home market is always a, a very interesting one, and 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 we struggle with it getting homeowners to invest in in higher efficiency heating, air conditioning that will actually pay them back over time. Uh, but sometimes the emotion of uh, uh, quartz countertops and uh, hickory cabinets over overtake the home buyer, and 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 the home builders know that they know the emotional cues that really get people going. But the good news is, is a lot of these home automation systems are getting less and less expensive. So they're much more affordable, they're much more approachable, and the home builders are starting to see that and find ways to to uh, energize the millennial buyer around these these new home automation systems. So we're pretty excited about the opportunities there and are uh, working on some some very very uh, powerful systems that do things that we never <laughs> we never imagined they could do, uh, and, and even up to and including storing operation data in the cloud, so we know uh, trends with equipment, so we can probably predict a failure long before it ever happens and, and fix it through maintenance as opposed to actually having to replace a part or have an expensive uh, expensive uh, bill for the homeowner when the compressor fails, something like that. So well, yeah, like, a lot of great stuff coming. Yeah, it's really nice to be able to have those kind of uh, heads-up types of uh, technologies. Like, uh, for instance, you have these older refrigerators. I've walked into a house and the refrigerator ran the entire time I was there. Now, if these people knew about it, they'd know their electric bill is really getting sacked. So, you know, Technological control on these things is not a bad deal. No, and and you know smart uh, smart metering technologies allows allows the, the homeowner to know what's going on and can can measure that and find out where the energy hogs are. And we're going to see more and more of that. And uh, we're 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 ready for it here at Fujitsu because we know <laughs> we have some very efficient products and we, we welcome it. But uh, in the meantime, it's an education process and making sure people know. Uh, of all the advantages of the systems and how you can, you can pull out an old and efficient ducted system and and go room to room and and really have the same comfort and and even the same architectural appeal. We can we can do uh, multiple ducted units, so it's coming out of the same registers, but you reduce the uh, ducting in the home by 90% and uh, allow that homeowner to have the same look and feel that they've always come to know, but do it in such a way that you're truly zoning, giving grandma the temperature she needs, giving the Kids, what they like, and uh, keeping your master bedroom just perfect for you. And most of these systems are becoming technically non-confusing, you know, because uh, you have uh, some of those older people that uh, have technophobe, and they look a at the new thing and go, "Technophobe? No. Where did you get that one? Is that another Danism? Uh, no, that's a real technophobe. thing. Te- technophobe. That's a oh real thing. Oh my God, Dan, you but never P- cease to amaze me. <laughs> I actually read the paper. <laughs> <laughs> Really? Yeah, that what's thing. A that paper? What's a paper? Yeah, what's a paper? Like Andrew said, the technophobe will have a paper. Oh, I see. Oh. That's true. I never thought of that. Uh, see, see what happens, Andrew. We get him too close to Halloween, and look what happens. He just yep. he I get goes, the paper out. Yeah, it's <laughs> amazing, amazing. But you know, again, I think it's so important that um, people, you know, think about these things, and I think. Uh, one of the things I know, uh, Andrew, when I built my home about 11 years ago, I had a, a finished garage area that we did a shop, and we put a mini split system in there, and I think it was one of the best things we did because it was detached. It didn't You didn't want to get through all the ducting and everything else and the big unit because it was only 750 square feet. So the mini split system was exactly what the doctor ordered when it came to doing that. And uh, we just, in, you know, included in designed to put it in. And once we put it in, and even during the summer, you know, we only would run it when we were going to 
you know, use it. So maybe an hour before I was going to go out and work in the shop, I turn it on and it would cool everything right off. You go out there and it's, it's just picture perfect. It was beautiful. Nice and, nice and cool and uh, good to work in. And uh, it was very cost efficient. It's a a great solution for that type of application because it's it's very quick to uh, to get that temperature down to comfort for you and but then at the same time it has the ability to ramp up and down. We we use what's called inverter technology in in ductless and now the unitary products and the higher efficiency ones are starting to do the same things. Uh, but essentially, what inverter technology is, it's taking that AC current that comes into your home and turning it to DC, and then you can turn that DC current as low or as high as you want to feed the compressor and the fans in those units, so you get exactly the amount of heat or cool that you need at that given time. That allows us to run the units a lot longer, so you don't have blasts of hot or cold air. You have very comfortable air coming through. It also allows us to maintain that humidity level in the uh, uh, summertime to make sure we're keeping the right uh, humidity in that space and not getting it too cold and clammy. Arizona humidity, what's that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right. You know, it does happen occasionally, especially oh, that's during right. monsoon season. Yeah, we almost have rain, but we end up with humidity. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty crazy. Uh, Andrew, how can our listeners uh, throughout the country find the Fujitsu product and uh, take a look and see if that mini split system is uh, good for them. We have elite contractors all over the country, so be on the lookout for them. But the easiest way to find them or just to learn more is to go to www.constantcomfort.com. Again, that's www.constantcomfort.com. If uh, you're not you're a technophobe like Dan, you might want to use our phone number and call 888-888-3424. Again, that's 888-888-3424. Call and talk to us, and we'll uh, find a contractor for you that's trained and qualified, and he can come out and start asking questions and understand your situation and help you get the right solution. That's right. And, again, as we always promote for the homeowner to actually, when you, when you don't know, get a professional to come out and look at your home. Your home is very unique unto you. And I don't care if it's a track home that's in, and there are 10 other homes in, in that, on that street. Your home, you live differently the homes were built by people that were stamping out homes. You don't want to know what your neighbor's doing down the street. You want somebody to tell you what's what's with going on with your home. And that's why you should not just blindly go into buying something without having a professional come in who's trained to tell you the right information. And I think that's so important. But uh, wouldn't you agree, yeah, Andrew? Oh, so much so. And it's, we... Uh, the good contractors are always going to ask a lot of questions. You spoke earlier about your models and the questions you're asking. Good HVAC contractors are going to do the same thing because we only buy air, uh, heating, air conditioning equipment because we want to be more comfortable. It's not because we want to be efficient. It's not because we want uh, a shiny new device outside the house. We buy it because we need to be comfortable. And only you know what's comfortable for you, and only you know the experience you've had living in that house. And if the contractor's not asking you those questions, you may not have the right contract. Contractor, uh, because he needs to understand how you live and what you like and what you don't like and what room upstairs has been warm the entire entire time you've lived there. If he doesn't know that, he can't fix those problems. So it takes a good conversation with a contractor to build the right comfort system. That's right. And I think like we do with our remodeling, I have to, you, the contractor should actually go back in and really understand what the homeowner is trying to 
who say and live. And, uh, you know, that one key word, which I find a lot of contractors don't do because I, I hear it from homeowners all the time when we go in, and that's the word listen. How simple can you be? Listen to the concerns of the homeowner and don't try and just, well, I have this system and I could sell this to you. And don't be a salesperson. Try and be somebody who actually shows, shows some concern, compassion, and a unique desire to help them get through their, you know, through their issue. And along the way, you'll find that that customer is going to be a whole lot easier to work with. And if you do have something that you want to sell them to actually solve their problem, they're more apt to say yes. I could not agree more. Uh, the uh, you know HVAC, especially in in Phoenix, can be a pretty stressful business. You know, you get uh, uh, 500 calls on a Monday morning. Uh, the first time it turns 115, and that's not fun. And you're really busy trying to get to the next next job, but you just can't take those shortcuts. You want to have the the conversations to make sure you're solving the real problems in the home, not just the fact that uh, the compressor may have gone out or the uh, the fan's not working. Really, that's the time to solve those problems and help customers understand. So make sure that you uh, tell your contractor what's going on, and you're going to have the best chance of having the best system if you do so. That's a great. That's right. That's what I was always told, that you have two ears and one mouth. You should You should listen and speak in that proportion. Well, there you go. Listen twice as much as you speak. All right. I just say shut up and listen. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Robin. Appreciated that little comment. Andrew, thank you so much for joining us today. We really appreciate it, and we will always uh, get the word out about your great products at Fujitsu and uh, have a, uh, look forward to ha- having you back on the show. I can't wait, guys. It's always a blast, and uh, thanks for all the good work you're doing. All right. All thank right, you. Thank all you. right. Andrew Armstrong. Vice President of Marketing for Fujitsu General America.